Hey, 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 it's Melanie Meshes back again with another episode. Once again, I am one of the co-hosts. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Jamila. Alright. So if you're listening to this, you know that we probably just had an episode. So we kind of got the same update. So it's kind of going to be brief. Random updates and rants was the last episode that we posted. Yes. So um, it's ironic because I just talked to you guys the other day about being sick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you know? I am sick again, but I don't know. um, I think it's just my regular allergies and sinus and you know, I'm cold. I got, you know, the running of the nose. Um, I can't smell. Stuff like that. It usually happens for me um, during this month, and it ends usually in, like, August. Um, so if you have any suggestions about how to build my immune system up, um, feel free to list them down below because I'm about tired of being sick. Yeah, I don't really get sick. Lucky. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I just don't really. I really don't. I've never been the type of person that got sick a lot. Um, I get headaches, but that's more of a stress thing. But I don't really get sick. That's why I never have medicine. Never take mm-hmm. it. I take a nap when I wake up, and I feel better. And it doesn't work for me. I tried that earlier. I felt like my head was coming off my shoulders. Mm. Yeah, it was bad, y'all. It was really bad. No, I do not. Like, once again, I do not have the Rona. I am just a little congested from this pollen. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, so, introduction. All right, you guys know one of our favorite guest members. We have Chris back. Whoop, whoop. And he's here today to talk to us and you guys about changing your money habits and home ownership tips. Because mm-hmm. in March, we were supposed to be doing a series on money management, renting, owning, etc. But Tiffany got sick, and then we had to reschedule a lot of things. So this is going to trickle into April, which is cool with so this is going to be our first episode talking about episode. What the R come from? I was going to let you live, but then I was thinking back in my okay, head. So <laughs> this is going to be our first episode talking about money, and we're going to talk about changing your spending habits and saving in home ownership because Chris is a homeowner and Tiffany is a homeowner as well. You're probably not going to hear much from your girl because I'm not a saver. <laughs> I'm not good with money, and I don't own a home. But I'm gonna chime in a little bit because I do save. I'm just I don't consider myself a saver because I will spend. If I had to pick, <laughs> I'm gonna spend it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's get into our icebreaker. We're doing truth or drink today. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, Chris? Are you ready? Where's the drink? You drink uh, your water. Say. <laughs> 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 Okay. We gotta stay hydrated around here. because we are teachers, and how we're just we, we're not in the school building, but we still have to work in the morning because we're okay. working from home. Yeah. So yeah, so no drinky, drinky. Okay. Okay. Want me to go first? Uh, you want to go I first? I guess I can. Okay. All right. So, what's something you think people should appreciate more about you? Mm, that's a good question. Something to dive into and think about a little bit. Um. I think people already appreciate that I'm a listener, but just 
would say just something is for I would say dependability. You know, I would consider myself to be very dependable. If you need me, um, so people should respect that even more because, you know, hey, if I'm if I could be there for you, I'm going to be there for you. So that would be dependability. Okay. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's something you think people should appreciate more about you? Um, that I'm a supportive person. I know I can be like very blunt and sometimes off-putting, but overall, I feel like I'm really supportive. They're looking at me. You it is your turn. Them. I mean. I didn't know they was going to go so fast. Um, for me, I would say um, my the the level of empathy I have, I guess. Mm, that's a good one. Like, mm. um, and I, I say that because me and my fiance always get into it about um, me repeating myself when I talk. And um, I try to explain to him, like, it's, it's my passion for the situation or how I feel it comes out. So mm-hmm. I'm like... I'm like, dude, I didn't know I said it three times. Because usually for me, like, if you do it <laughs> or you, I see improvement on something, an area, I'm not going to say it again. So if I don't, then I'm going to say it again, not knowing that it's annoying or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just have, it's just that I care and I see that something needs to be fixed. Not necessarily mm-hmm. the way I see it, but that you're trying something. Mm-hmm. So my empathy and, you know, passion kind of looks like, overbearing sometimes or like mm-hmm. I think someone is slow. I'm like, no, I don't think anyone's slow. Mm-hmm. I just see there's still a deficit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like that. I'm on Tiffany like that. I'm like, um you said yesterday. <laughs> it's three days after yesterday. I'm gonna need you to get yes, this shit done. I did because she always I'm not gonna tell you what she's talking about. Well I'm gonna give you an example of one thing she is talking about. I was supposed to get my wedding list to some to somebody and she was like, Uh, so when are you gonna send that email? And I'm like, I'm gonna do it tomorrow, I promise. And then and tomorrow comes. I still haven't did it yet. Well we're not that's another We time. just talked about this on Tuesday. I was like, You need to send that email. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah, I got yeah. Next. But that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's that's why I'm here. Next. Um you and I are dating. What's going on to break us up? Mm. Lack of respect for me is, is a big, you know, no go. So, yeah, if, if it's a lack of respect there, you call me on my name, you say something wild, you know, you just kind of do something or say something that just doesn't seem like, you know, you truly respect who I am as a person with you, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's going to be a cancel. Ditto. I agree. I don't have anything else to say because I agree. <laughs> well, I can't really respond to that one, but I, I would say hypothetically, if it was a different situation, then um, the fastest way, the fastest way for me to be parting ways would be respect, and I guess that just falls under different, like, uh, like it's like subcategories. The main one, cheating, stuff yeah. like that. Like, I think cheating is disrespectful. Yes, that's why I said Agreed. it's underneath the category, like mm-hmm. um, it being physically aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, verbally, emotionally, like those things, like yeah. that. That is physically aggressive in a, in a bad way or in a good yeah, way. Yeah, in a bad way. In a bad way, it's nothing good physically for me besides sex, and that yeah. could be, you know, but what you saying? could be aggressive during sex, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, yeah right, but right. you know, not to the 
point where you poking my eye out. Oh, no, that's wild. Nah, that's, that's <laughs> or you blacking my eyes, something know. like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, nothing like that. Okay. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> what is that we do in this laugh? <laughs> it's like, it's real, you know, We're getting serious right now. It's a scary laugh. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you thought you might die? What made you feel that way? Mm. Mm. This, um, this is from yeah, So, this is, I mean, I, I, it's been maybe about three times in my life where I thought, literally three times in my life where I thought I was going to die. One of them is because of weed, you know what I mean? Jesus. <laughs> you really, if you do too much, so you eat this edible, I'm telling you, certain edibles is not, not a good look. But I can tell you right now, I was totally distracted. This is years ago, by the way. Um, I was on the road, uh, lady, a lady I was dating at the time. We we're on this dirt road. Or, I don't say dirt road. It was just like a, out in the country in the Chesapeake area. And so she, uh, we're looking for this horse ranch. We could do some horse riding, whatever. So I'm, I'm, my whole face is turned to the left, paying attention to trying to find this place. And up in like right in front of me is also a um, like a couple of bikers or whatever. So there are a couple of bikers. They're riding in front and everything like that. So apparently they were slowing down as my speed was still in about the 70, 80 range. Okay. And I'm on this road. Again, it's in the country. It's summertime. I'm not paying attention anyway. So it didn't hit me until when, you know, my friend was like, Chris. I was like, what? And I looked her first. I was about a hairline inch away from literally myself and all these bikers being dead, literally. And um, I take that moment to think about, yo, talk about life flashing before your eyes and thinking that's something that, um, you know, you don't want to take for granted, especially when it comes to distraction, you know, pay attention, yeah. be a focus. Um, because it, it's so many instances we on the road, we're not thinking about things. We just, you know, distracted with our phones, whatever have you. And just like that, everything is gone. So I would definitely say, um, that was definitely it. Hmm. I haven't had that happen to me. In your death experience? Hmm. So, um, my last, <laughs> my last time, um, I don't know if that, um, okay. So probably back in 2011, I was dating this dude for only part of like three weeks. He got mad because I didn't want to talk to him anymore. So he put a gun in my head. So mm. I thought that I was literally going to die. Um, and luckily he didn't have a bullet in the chamber, but I was able to get out there and I haven't seen him since praise the Lord. But oh um, that's probably the last time with the exception of every time I get in the car with Brandon, because I think he got his license from Dollar Tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He yeah. will run over a tree in a minute and say he was following directions. <laughs> So I guess we share something in common. No, oh, God. No, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. No. Let's not get in the car with Chris, guys. <laughs> okay. Your Google history has been made public. Which search is the hardest to explain? Um. Yeah, so that search with the animals. No, I'm playing. No, I'm just kidding. That's. That's why I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> no, um, let me see. I'm always looking up something like off the wall, like 
just in general for the most part because I'm just curious and inquisitive. Um, so I, I mean, damn, what would, everything's right now has been about like, yo, could I possibly get this Rona? Like, what's going on with this? Uh, so I don't know. Shoot, uh, maybe my, maybe a little bit of Pornhub. I ain't gonna front. Maybe. <laughs> You know, it's curious that, you know, I never seen a full on midget orgy before. That's different. You know what I mean? I think I would have had a hard time like, uh, <laughs> that's kind of hard to explain <laughs> right there. But, you know, I was watching the, you know, late. What was it? The, the, the dwarfs, the Snow White and the dwarfs on Disney Plus, And I was uh, like, damn, I wonder why would it look like anyway? So, you know, that, that would be kind of tough to explain. I wish I could see Jamila's face looking at Chris right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and oh, side i note, didn't really huh? think that was gonna be what you were gonna say i, I don't think we ever know what chris is gonna say but no. i'm weak at chris because he been over here like sweating ever since i told him i had a cold oh <laughs> like yeah, he's so, been so uneasy yeah. over here i'm mm. like i i'm fine I i'm just, not really worried too much it's just the norm I'm covered like, by the blood you know <laughs> you ain't gotta be covered she wouldn't be over here if she had the wrong yeah, I, I canceled the last one because she was sick. Uh, I know, <laughs> and that was food poisoning. before the pandemic. You know? Okay, that, that was food poisoning. No. You already know. I checked all that out. Oh my uh, god, you ain't coming over here. Y'all I can, love you from there. Y'all gotta <laughs> check out our, our episode before this and just tell me what y'all think. I'm still devastated by the black stool. I don't know. <sighs> I just I don't know. I told stool, like I told you guys that. I I, I even took a picture of it and sent it to what? Brandon, and I and I wiped and I sent like this. This is where we're at in that relationship, okay? Like you know, I I just had he didn't believe me. I'm gonna get there one day. I'm he like, didn't. hey babe. <laughs> oh, he didn't like it. Look at my school. I was like, do I need to go to the hospital? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is this? Okay, mm. Yes. Just be cautious. If you have a tummy ache, try some other do home not remedies. Take Pepto Bismol. Nothing with the Bismol. Did you say how, however your health is going on, whatever's going on in your body will show up in your toilet. So yes, definitely, mm. you know, be mindful of that. But you okay. know what? We're I, about to get off on a tangent on taking shit. I like know. We did last time. I know. But I was just thinking about that. Like I'm healthy. Like when I, you know, we we talked about this last time. I promise yes. you, but I'm gonna cut it off. But yeah, so it just was crazy, and it took three days to get back to normal color. So just be careful, mm. guys. But it takes. But I did really well because it says it usually takes seven to ten days to get back regular, and I was just mm. fine. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my <laughs> Google search history, um, if I made it public. <laughs> okay, so I am. <laughs> I love like Lifetime and shows like that. So if you looked at my Google search history, you would think I was probably preparing to murder somebody because I like shows like Snapped, like CSI, like that. I'm interested in stuff like that, like um, like on Netflix where they have the documentaries about people on death row. Like I watch stuff like that. Then I researched it because I want to get know like what would make you want to go kill somebody. And also, in this day and age, why did you get caught? So I'm interested. And I looked that stuff up. I'm like, (laughs) especially premeditated stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. did you forget Mm -hmm. to make a getaway plan? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Why? So that Mm -hmm. would probably be the, the, probably be like, (laughs) who are you preparing to kill? Nobody. I just, I just want to know, like, Mm -hmm. is it that hard to get away? Like, did you not? You didn't know they was coming for you, but you thought staying here was the thing. 
it takes like one strand of hair to find you. Mm. Just leave. Do what you got to do. And get on the plane and be out. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. But that would probably be the thing that would be hardest for me to explain. You know, a lot of it, too, is what people Stop making that forget. face at me. I'm listening to you guys. No, seriously, a lot of it is what people forget. And like you were saying, is that one strand of hair. I watch Forensic Files, by the way, y'all. See? A lot of Forensic it's Files. Um, and it's just, it is. It really is interesting. But you won't catch me slipping. I'm, you can catch me. <laughs> if I have to do it, I planned it out to the detail, and I'm gone. I'm not coming back. And I ain't telling nobody where I'm going, either. And I'm not telling my friends when I'm going to do it. Ain't nobody going to know. But me. You're the one I would definitely have to watch. Mm. One eye open at night. Mm. <laughs> you ain't got to watch me. That's the one you got to watch. <laughs> Y'all hear that? But that's okay because I play her escape too. We just going to be gone. <laughs> um, For me, oh, this is so weird. Okay, so probably in my Google search... <laughs> Um, people will probably think that I'm like gothic or I'm like into witchcraft, but I'm not because sometimes I look, I, I'll be looking up the Salem witch trials and stuff cause I like horror <coughs> movies. So when I watch horror movies and they'd be like based on a true story, I so love that stuff too, so you know, I want to know, <laughs> I just want to know what, you know, where it's them from, you know, I'm really into the history thing, you know? So I'm just like, okay, cool. Like what makes people, uh, you know, wh- why is there such thing as, all these different types of magic, good mm-hmm. magic, bad magic. Is is it is it something that, you know, what, how do I put this? Because um, I'm really, really Christian, but, you know, I mean, most Christian principles, we don't talk about that type of stuff because it's against the Bible. So I always want to know, like, how that plays with fortune telling and stuff like that because it's still considered, like, witchcraft, just mm-hmm. like astrology and stuff. So you can't really get away from those things, science-based or whatever. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'd be, like, interested because I think it was a movie on Netflix called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I can't tell you the story. Just go look up there. But it was basically about the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting <coughs> to me about how they treated women like mm-hmm. in general, like just based off of certain things they did and they automatically labeled them as witches. And I just kind of referred to Naon and how women get treated and people in general, um, based on people's perception of stuff and how people can be chastised basically by something they hear and it can ruin their reputation. It's the same thing back then besides that, um, you know, they got killed back then. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just weird to me. Maybe I shouldn't be watching horror flicks. But yes, that would be in my Google search engine because I just I'm just intrigued by it, even though I don't practice mm-hmm. stuff like that or mm-hmm. nothing like that. I just like just what I, I just like what I, I mean. Yeah, because my favorite show is Charmed. Sorry, yeah, Sabrina was hitting. Yeah, she's a little. She's she's gone real real dark. Just yeah. like um, she's super. That's you know the last one. The new Sabrina came. just came. Yeah. Out? Oh yeah. no, I don't see. I haven't followed that. I was on the still on the ABC Family. <laughs> No, oh, they didn't graduate. They didn't graduate yeah. from that. Salem don't so, even. Salem I, mean, don't I, I will. <laughs> this, you know, we talk about supernatural stuff. Maybe that's another, another topic, another time. But I will say I share some of those interests as well. Like this, as far as curiosities, like the moment that uh, when Kobe Kobe died, actually, I was like looking up, like, 
you know, one of his spirit is still out there to where it's like he's really confused by what happened. Was it like an instant thing? It's, it's a whole other topic right there. But um, you probably see some of that search history, too. Interesting enough. You want to do more or you want to go into the discussion? Let's go into the discussion. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, changing your money habits and home ownership. So, the first thing we're going to talk about is saving tips. Um, Jamila's already told you <laughs> that I'm she's going to sit this one out. Um, Just not a saver. But I really believe in saving. And I don't think it has to be as strategic as people think. Like, because me and Jamila have had conversations about saving money and, like, ways to do it. And um, she's always like, I can't do it, or I've tried and didn't work. And um, I told her kind of some of the things that I do. And so I know for me, I personally write down all of my um, expenses for the month. And then I write down what I can pay off on the next section in the next six months and then the next 12 months. And I look at kind of where my paychecks are. If they're going to fluctuate, if they're not, I count how many paychecks. I, so I mark or I, I guess label the dates that I get paid. And I, I pick one thing to kind of like pay off that small, like each paycheck. And with that, I put like $150 in my savings account. So I kind of pay myself. So if you have a job that you can't, you don't get as much money, I would say, and it's hard to do that, um, Chris is here to kind of like explain that type of stuff for you. But for me personally, I have to write my stuff down and I check it off like every month until I get to the space that I kind of want to get to. And I taught Brandon how to do that. And he's been able to save. like, you kind of got to go know your niche. Like he knows he can't save if he puts it on his, his bank account. So he makes a personal bank account at home and then goes and take it somewhere. Like he knows he won't spend cash, but he'll spend his car. So he kind of, like, takes it out like he's paying his debt. And then, you know, that's how we kind of, like, save until, like, he gets a certain amount. And then I put, like, in my savings account to help him out. But it's it's been really good for him because he used to not save at all. And now he'll save, like, 160 from his check, like, every time he gets paid. I don't save at all. <laughs> it has been, <laughs> it's been good for, like, emergency funds. So we haven't been, like, out bad for anything mm -hmm. just because – of those saving tips. Mm. So, yeah, that's how I kind of save, and it's been kind of working for me. I don't live above my means. Even if I get, even like with income tax, like when I got like a little bit of money back, I just put it in my savings, and I kind of just live off of the my regular paycheck, like what I would normally get. So I don't go and splurge or anything like that. I act as mm -hmm. if I didn't have an extra supplemental income. Mm -hmm. So there's like a little little things you can do, Cause especially for me, like I'm saving for a wedding, so I can't splurge. So I had to really make a savings plan, um, you know, and yeah. So those are things, and and again, when we talk about buying a home, it's really important to save in those aspects too. So that's kind of what why we started trying to save because we need, of course, that money for the down payment. So and it takes a little long. Mm, kind of, yeah, when, when you don't have good saving tips. I guess I don't save on purpose. Like, I don't mm -hmm. spend a lot of money. The money just sits in my checking account. Like, I don't, like, mm -hmm. transfer money to my savings account. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't, <clears throat> that's not a thought. And I know you can do it automatically, but I just never do it. Like, I don't, I'm just not a big, 
spender. So I live very basic. Like I don't have anything that's extra. I don't do anything that's extra. Now what I will it do is I'll splurge on technology, but it's if I know I'm going to use it. So mm-hmm. like buying like our podcast equipment, that's something I'm really, really interested in. I was like, you know what? It's worth investing in. And if I don't like it, I can sell it. Um, like, like my iPads and things like that. I buy those things, um, but I also keep them. And if I don't like it, I can sell it. But I don't know. I don't really spend money like on a regular basis without those type of purchases. I really don't spend money. I cook most like I cook almost every day. It's very the only time I really eat out is if somebody else is paying for me. I'm going out on a date or somebody invited me to go get food. Um, like me and Tiffany went and got food today, but if Tiffany wouldn't have invited me to go get food, I would have just cooked or stayed at the house. So I don't know. I just don't save intentionally. Like I don't be like, oh, I got to put money in my savings account. That's never like something I think about. But I'm also not a big spender. Like my cousin never has money in her checking account. Like she never has money. But I always have what I need to get what I want. I just don't have a savings account. Well, I have a savings account. There just ain't nothing in it. But I'm where I need to get better at that. Um, in college, I used to automatically transfer money to my dad to put in a savings account that I couldn't see. Um, I stopped doing that. But, yeah, I just don't consciously think save. I have my retirement plan that I do automatically, which is for the way that our plans are saved up can be like a hardship savings account because you can pull it out. Um, And it's not, um, you can do a loan and it's not the penalties that are typically associated with pulling money out of a retirement account. But yeah, I need to do better. I just don't, I don't know. It's not something I think about. So, you know, I was kind of wanted to take time to dive in a little bit, but digest um, some of the practices that Tiffany discussed first and, you know, say, hey, I commend you for even doing it the way that you've done it as far as having your expenses out on a sheet, which is some people call it, call it like, a, like a balance sheet, kind of see exactly what's coming in uh, and what's coming out. And so ha- having something that's designated that you can clearly see on paper, that's actually the way how I kind of started as well. Um, now, a little bit about, you know, me, folks, as a reminder, I work um, at a bank nationally that I'm can't disclose uh, where that the name of that bank, but I can tell you that a lot of the principles in the last two years of being a banker um, have me open my eyes up even more because I've come from a background of just not saving as well. Um, I've come from a background of just literally spending like crazy the, the money I would have, you know, try to rush to get that $600 so I can go take that plane ticket to go to, you know, if I can go to Barbados, great. Um, or just buying clothes. Like I like fashion. I like to look nice. I like to look my best or an event, you know, buying uh, tickets for certain things. So some of the things I had to realize is that as I was coming into homeownership about five years ago, is that, you know, things happen really quickly uh, that sometimes are not going to be a part of your control. You're not going to expect. Okay. And I'll kind of get into homeownership in a little bit, but more about the saving piece is that you want to plan as if Tomorrow could be the end of, you know, your job or your end of, um, you know, you being able to work at all. So like your, you know, your body, you know, something happens, 
you know, you don't want to be in a situation to where you're either just kind of waiting on something. So sometimes when something happens, and this is even true for when people pass away, something happens, you know, we're expecting then, you know, something to come up, a backup source, you know, something to come and you know, help us out, some type of compensation from either a job, agency, you know, lawsuit, something. And so what happens in that meantime is that we start to get real impoverished, okay? Things happen to where we're really asked out. And so what that could mean is maybe, you, you know, your power doesn't go out, um, you know, things to where you're just really, really short. And so ways to kind of protect that is just putting money to the side little by little, which I, I agree with. There is technology you can use like apps. So there's an app I use um, every now and again. It's called Digit. So what digital do, it'll automatically pull from your checking account um, and put it in like sort of their housing account. So it has its own little account. And what, how it works is you can say, okay, I want to, you know, grow it to 5,000, 10,000. It'll work to do just that. So every time you get paid, it'll pull from that and, and do that. Um, some banks, I can save in mind, they have like a, a change feature. So it basically means that every time you do a purchase from your checking account, it'll automatically drop little by little from that purchase into your savings account. And as you know, most banks, when it comes down to savings accounts, is that you have up to a certain amount of six withdrawals and transfers you can do at a given time per month, okay? So you already know, I can't really, you know, be transferring from the savings to the checking to cut, you know, to help out with certain things or uh, be in a situation where I don't have enough in my checking and I overdraft my savings. It'll also uh, work against you that way. So being mindful of, okay, I have that housing account. Let me just drop $10, $15, $20. I have a friend of mine. He would literally take every time he has like $20 cash in his hand, whatever the change was after he spent on food or whatever it was, he would put that away. You know, so people do little things like that, like maybe take intervals of five or 10 and literally put it away and see how quick that grows. Um, it's just a matter of, I like even like the fact that Brandon, you know, your husband, I'm sorry, um, your fiance is like, you know, soon to be anyway, we know that, um, it has done the practice of putting away, taking out the money and having this cash. I think that actually helps me too. Is if I have it physically cash in my hand, I put it in something I can physically see, um, then it'll help me to kind of not think about it as well. For you, Jamila, like as far as just being cognizant of just putting money in the checking account and not thinking about it. One thing I will tell you is that a lot of clients that I do sit with, when they just have a checking account, if you just use that, if you lose your debit card, even though that money is FDIC insured, which is the insurance that banks use, it could be a situation to where you may be waiting a while to get that money back if someone compromises your card. So if you have it anyway in your possible 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 uh, way of doing is just putting the money in a, a separate account, it'll protect you as well. I have a separate account. I just well, don't. right, just not using it to your full potential. Well, I don't use it regularly. Like Tiffany okay. deposit every check. I'm more likely to do one lump sum and sure. don't, and I don't think about it again until right. I, then. When I think about it, I go, oh. I haven't put any money in my check savings account. And then I put money in my savings account. Got it's you. not like a, it's not done on a regular. It's just done when mm -hmm. I think about it. And then when I think about it, I'm like, I ain't put nothing yeah. in my savings account. It might go six months without me mm -hmm. putting anything in there. Mm -hmm. Cause I just don't sure think about it like that. It's, it's just a key thing to just house your money, you know, in another account where you don't even thinking about it, acting like it's not even there. 
Um, because the thing about it, we're trying to train people in or teach a lot of my clients is how to pay yourself first. You pay bills, you pay all the other people. Then you get to the point where, okay, I'm going to eat majority of it in food and that's it. No, at the end of the day, for a lot of people, you you know, like I said, you cook, which is I, I could do a lot more of that as well. Um, I tend to cook and eat out at times, but paying yourself is paying for something inevitable to happen. As you know, we're in an unprecedented time in this country right now. There's a lot of uncertainty we don't know about uh, where literally we have people who work in the service industry. They work in jobs that depend on crowds. I can't even imagine what it is to be a DJ right now or be even a, a promoter or you know somebody who depends on um, entertainment or any kind of dining out type of thing right now because you know you guys are are literally hurting so i i definitely side with you and for those of you who are out there who already put money away kudos to you because you probably expected maybe something could happen this is the time where we're not waiting on the government to send us stimulus checks because we already got those checks in our banks okay so this is where i'm like okay now we're in this situation, Chris, what do I do? Okay, no problem. So we have to reduce our spending and think about literally um, taking whatever we're getting. So if you're on us, you're one of the people out there that's getting um, or supposed to be getting unemployment and you're saying, well, how can I save? I got unemployment coming in and this and that. Okay, a couple of things you can do. Okay, put little by little. It could be $5, could be $10. It don't have to be $20, $30, $50 at this time. Just put a little bit of that away um, just to kind of hold you over if you know you need something to eat. I've been in situations literally where I only had maybe $20 in my bank account or something like that. And I had to literally figure out how I'm going to eat for the rest of the week and put gas in the car and had to overdraft my account just to put the gas on full. And so when I did get paid, you know what I'm saying? I would have that ten dollars I could use. Have you? So I was so good at that when I was in that situation that I knew when the bank processed, and I knew that if I went to the ATM at a specific time, I could get out the cash that I needed, and I would just be okay with overdrafting my checking account because I didn't have it. So I knew, like those times where I had like ten dollars in my checking account, I knew if I went at this specific time, I could pull a hundred dollars out of my off in cash and it wouldn't now I don't know if you're able to do it now but way back when when I was going through that that's I would go like all right I get paid in a week my checking account just gonna have to be negative I'm just gonna have to have cash because I didn't have it I wasn't working a salary job it was hourly so if I didn't get I was doing in-home so a bunch of my clients canceled I had no check like I wasn't getting paid Mm -hmm. So I remember those days. I learned the, the processing, the banking system from that mm. of knowing, okay, if I go to the ATM on Thursday or if I go to, no, it was Friday. If I go to the ATM on Friday, they don't process, the processes don't go through until Saturday morning. So guess who can get money off of her account? I can. And who's they're not going to know until mm-hmm. Saturday morning when my account's negative. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, and I will side with you even on that is like, you know, you let that happen like five, six times and you keep on getting, you keep on getting those overdraft fees Mm -hmm. of $35. You're going to start kicking yourself in the foot because it's like, 
dang, I can't even, even you know, I get up a little bit and then I'm right back down. So nope. just ways to protect yourself. There are ways with the banks. I will tell you that will protect yourself all the way. And that would be to decline all, uh, you know, transactions where you don't have enough. It'll just say, look, decline, because it will take away that behavior or that instinct feeling of let me just overdraft the account. Okay. I'm just trying to give you guys some just some real good tips as far as just to kind of take away the behavior, the urge, the temptation to. Okay. So a little bit about um, something I pulled up online. I was just kind of thinking about tonight and I was just like thinking how I wanted to address this. But, you know, Americans, I would even say just a millennial thing. This is just a common American thing in general. Most people, okay, what they're doing average what they're finding even from usa today is what they're saying that eighteen thousand dollars is spent on non-essentials that's ridiculous some people just get paid about twenty four twenty four thousand dollars right now to twenty five thousand dollars maybe up to thirty thousand dollars is an average for some of these millennials can't say all because some of us is doing some extraordinary things on the side which i'm gonna get to in a minute but from just some of the things that we spend a lot of this on is going to be in entertainment. So the drinks, we love the social drinks. So we're spending on a monthly average of $288.68. Restaurant meals, $209. We got to be out there. We got to eat this new, I'm a foodie, so I got to go try this spot, right? And if hey, I'm talking to you and you feel triggered and attacked, don't feel attacked. I'm just trying to make us uh, do wise choices here, folks. So takeout delivery, $177.88. I'm like, ooh, DoorDash looking real good right now. Postmates looking real good right now. Nah, just go ahead and start cooking. Um, buying lunch. It's a whole category for that, $173.62. Impulse purchase. Oh, I'm on Etsy, Amazon. So we, we are delivered so many things to us that we feel like, yo, it's a nice, cool shirt. Oh, I need this. I need that. And next thing you know, we've already spent maybe about $1,000 in unnecessary spending in just that month. So one of the ways you can just kind of focus on um, just, you know, having a budget for that is to basically set aside a category and say, okay, miscellaneous. I'm only going to spend maybe $150 or $200 at most on just non-essential stuff, okay? You're eating out. You can save a ton of money just cooking. Um, you know, Jamila does this cooking a lot. Tiffany, I believe you do some cooking as well. I don't know how good y'all cooking is, but, um, obviously no attack. Is he shady? <laughs> no shady. trying to be shady? But, uh, yeah. obviously, you know, mm. cooking is the best strategy. So, I, and it's, it's healthier too, because we don't really know what's going on in, you know, in the background of what these, uh, kitchens are as well. So thinking about that. So just a key thing is here, I'm going to kind of get off the spending habit. I want to transition to this, how it's key to kind of supplement some things on the side. So if you have, um, you know, any idea or any other thought process of how I can make extra money, there's ways to make extra money right now. Okay. That's literally going to take, maybe could take so much, uh, maybe a couple hours out of a week as far as your time goes, but there's things like DoorDash. You can go out there and actually be the one delivering the food don't be, you know, don't think you're too proud or prideful to do anything that's going to be as long as it's legal, but it makes sense for you. And, you know, you can make some extra money. OK, um, I have done I'll tell you personally what I've done. I've done um, uh, donating plasma. Shoot, I'm not even ashamed to say that, too. It's an extra four hundred dollars and it's not going to kill you. It's something that you're also giving back um, to community as well, because people actually need that people who are sick. They need and depend on that, and you could make an extra fifty or forty dollars at any given time. 
Um, there are ways, you know, if you want to sell your content online. So maybe you are an artist. Maybe you are somebody who um, likes to sing or do classes. This this is so much. You know what I mean? And um, shoot, people, I know somebody actually like does surveys for a living too. Like they'll literally do like the surveys that we don't really care about doing. They'll do that and, and make extra money. So there's ways on just um, having a side hustle right now, especially right now what's going on in the country. You know, find a hustle. Don't, you know, get caught up in this unemployment and all this and worried and scared and all that. No, I, this is when if it was me in this situation, I wasn't working right now, like an actual mainstream job. I'm going out there to find money. OK, so I've always been that category. You got to have a go getter spirit and you just got to make it work. This is just how it is in this country. So definitely think about your side hustle. Um, I'll tell you. Go ahead. So what are your savings tips? So my, my savings tips is that you would set a budget for yourself. Okay. As I kind of described earlier is putting aside your necessary um, money that's set aside for your priorities. So, you know, you got your rent that's due, you know, you got this due and all that stuff right now, if you're renting and all that, a lot of people, they're working things out because of what's going on in the government. But aside from that, on a regular daily, typical monthly basis, you want to set aside your priorities. Then you set aside for your um, your enjoyment stuff, your stuff that's non-essential. Put away $150, put away $200. Just don't think about it. That's only when you know you're going to use it for that. You're saving. Have a dedicated amount. I always say save 1% or 2% of what you make and put it away. Think of yourself as more of a paying yourself first, okay? You think of yourself if you had to, if you were the bill collector for yourself. I know it's kind of sounds kind of weird, but putting away, you know, a necessary amount that is something you feel strongly that you can actually work with and it makes sense. And so you got an emergency fund. So you got maybe you have like two different kinds of savings. You got savings for a trip uh, or then savings for, you know, emergency. Either way, you know, you got it. You could even put and I've seen this on Facebook, too. You get a, um, a couple envelopes, you stick it on your door, you write the categories of where it's going to, and you put in each envelope, you put $20 here, $10 there. If you don't, if you kind of person that, if you see it in your bank, you got to take it out. Or if you have access to it to your card, put it on, put it in those envelopes, mark through the categories, savings, travel, rent, electric, whatever it is. And you pull from that envelope when you know what it is for and use that then. I hope that makes sense for a lot of y'all because I think that would just make a whole lot of sense for me, I would tell you, as far as just being able to budget. So what techniques do you use for saving? So for me, I use, like I said, I mentioned earlier, I use Digit. Digit is a great resource. Um, if you're the kind of person that you can't do it yourself, you know, it's a great um, tool to use. It's an app. I get it. Automatically pulls money for you. You ain't got to think about it. It'll automatically do it. And I think it comes at a little bit of cost, so like a dollar something um, per month. But still, like if you know you, you can't do it yourself, it will pull it for you. You won't even think about it. You will mm -hmm. see your, your bank account doing a little bit, little by little. But that means that money is going into a place that's for you. Okay. And mm -hmm. I think it has like a three business day turnaround for when you can get your money out. But that's even more of an encouragement as, you know, thinking about you only you only pull it when you really, really need it. OK. Or think about when you like, you know, you're planning to, to actually spend it on something that you know for sure that you need. So that's my tip on that. OK. Well, there was some good tips, good techniques. Um, we're going to roll into our last topic, talking about being a homeowner. 
Okay, um, so I was telling Jamila before Chris got here that um, <laughs> I'm gonna have like a little a different story because um, I I guess I'm what you call a gifted homeowner. So um, what that means basically is that I was given my home, but I still now have all the duties and responsibility as a homeowner. Um, and so um, yeah. I think it has qu- quite a few perks of being a homeowner. I know for me, for my taxes this year, um, when I got my mortgage interest sheet, um, it kind of helped me with not having to pay back so many taxes because um, I was able to write off some of the um, instruction, I mean instruction, <laughs> um, some of the the renovations that I, I, I did in my um, grandfather's home. So that helped me out a little bit, um, but I'm I'm definitely ready to own my own home, like as me and my fiance purchasing it myself because um, of just like getting that practice of paying real estate taxes, you know, having to fix something when it breaks down, you know, basically um all the all the necessities that a house needs, just replacing things. It's it's a lot, but I do think that it is worth the investment. Um, I can see my money. I can see where the equity in my home. I can see. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not giving, just giving my money away. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually feeling like I'm paying myself back in a in a, an investment home. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, I will say, Tiffany, congratulations. Just being a homeowner, understanding what that is, um, having some background onto it is. You would agree that it's a lot, right? As far <laughs> as things come up, right? Um, and it's happened for me that I've been a homeowner now five years, um, and it's been a whirlwind, uh, literally to where, you know, even in that same month you're paying mortgage, you got a situation where your, your garbage disposal got to be replaced, you know, uh, it's summertime, so your grass got to get cut, all these different things. So I would kind of give you a little background and this is kind of going where I started even in my renting days. So I actually, where we're sitting at in this neighborhood, I actually rented from back in 2013 to 2014. So two years, a good two years. And in that time, this is actually where I started the idea of thinking about group economics. And I kind of give you a little background I'm talking about. So you have different cultures that typically would do like, you know, Indian cultures, Chinese culture, Hispanic culture. And I don't know why not our culture, a lot of us don't do this, but, you know, we'll have other folks that live under the same roof and we're all splitting the rent and we're all splitting the, the share of our living expenses. And so some of that is usually a two-party system. Um, in our culture, you know, it's a, you know, um, husband and wife or a girlfriend, boyfriend situation or two friends get together and say, let's split on the rent. I said, well, shoot, I got a two-bedroom apartment or townhouse. Why not just go ahead and rent out the other room and I'll make, I'll save money on my end. That person saved money on their end. And we could be both, you know, ha- not having to spend so much money as well. So I've been doing that even in from start of the time when I started renting from this um, townhouse all the way to now being a homeowner still in my present home, um, rented out in my home. I would say I have three bedroom house, I have a two and a half bath and uh, the two bedrooms at any given time would normally be rented out. And so I would manage it to where, I, you know, every time they move out, you know, just like a regular apartment where, you know, you would rent, uh, make sure it's repainted, carpets clean, all that stuff. Because I figure, you know, why am I going to have this asset and not or this potential asset slash liability uh, and not make money off of it at the same time? So I have slashed my mortgage payment 
literally in half just by doing that over the last five years and provided me having the income. I'm not ashamed of it. It's just me, my dog, and I have this big house. What is it a need? Um, or even if you're a person in a townhouse, you have the extra room, why not convert that? You can do that through Airbnb um, and you just ways you can make money off of that. But as because we know when things happen, when you're renting a place, right? Mm-hmm. You can always call the maintenance man and he'll come in. They'll, they'll come take care of it. I can't do that. As homeowners, Tiffany, now we can't do that. We have to call Joe Steamer. We got to call Larry Plummer. I mean, I literally had a crackhead that did most of my maintenance for me for a cheap, cheap <laughs> price. You know what I'm saying? He just needed a little some, some, and he was good to go. And I'm talking about just money because I ain't roll that way. So it was just more so just making sure that I looked out. Uh, but you have to think outside the box. And if you can learn a lot of the stuff to actually do when it comes down to owning your own home, it'll save you a lot in the future as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, a house can, it tell me over the years, um, I would say over the last five years, I have spent a good ton of money just on just gutter cleaning. Um, you know, the siding needs to be clean. I'm actually getting my deck extended as we speak. So it's always just something going on. Um, and you, and so you have to, and I kind of going back to the earlier topic as far as how you spend, save, saving has to be one of my key things. I have to designate an actual maintenance um, account. So if something happens, emergencies happen as they will when it comes to a home, you know, the water not coming out, you got air conditioning, heating. I'll tell you one of the most expensive um, maintenance repairs you can do. You'll probably easily spend between five to $10,000 on a whole new um, unit. So, you know, things like that happen. You got to be prepared. You got to be ready for it. And it's a lot of the stuff that you can avoid if you're a homeowner or thinking about um, owning a home is preventative. So that means maybe some type of protection plan you could have. Um, I I mean, the list can go on, but there are perks about doing either or. My personal opinion, I have also enjoyed the fact of owning a home because I know for sure that, hey, this is something that is property that's owned by me, even though I'm paying a mortgage on it. This is I'm, what I'm investing in is going back into something I can always pass down to somebody. I can pass down to my mm. kids. I can pass their kids, can pass down to them. What well, you just in this apartment or townhouse, you really, you can't pass it down to anybody. I mean, you can, you know, get a lease, sublease or something like that. Some cases, some places will let you do that. Not every place will let you do that. So you kind of got restrictions. But some of the best things about renting also is that you don't have to fix or cut grass or any of that stuff. You know, all that stuff is taken care of for you. Um, you just have to make sure if you do any kind of customizations that you're returning it back to what it was when you moved in. So, I mean, I've been on both sides of the fence. Uh, it's just a matter of how you want to carry it, what's best for your living arrangement. You got folks who own homes now for years and say, look, I'm tired of having to do all this fixing and paying for this and this and that. I just want to live a simple life. And that's cool too. It really depends on what's, in your best interest. Again, I haven't really paid a full mortgage in a long time because I've rented out my rooms and I've just made money off of that. I just believe in the power of um, group economics. I believe in the power of uh, having a side hustle always, uh, making money while you're sleeping. I've done events at my house, literally where I made money off of parties, you name it. But I knew for sure that I wasn't going to be worried about uh, food or any of that stuff because, or even making sure that the house is going to be straight because somebody else is also going to put money in that pot and make sure it happens. So um, that's my key thing on that. Okay. you have anything to say to your mother? Looking forward to home ownership or? 
I mean, right now, home ownership is not something I think about because I don't know where I want to be. So right now, renting is the best option for me because, I mean, I am single and I don't have kids. I don't have the responsibility of a relationship or being in one area. And I'm a teacher and I can teach anywhere in the world. So it's just right now it's not something that I think about because I'm not at a place where I want to be here and I don't want to have to worry about, okay, now I want to leave. Now I have to worry about this house Mm -hmm. right now. I can just pay my lease and bounce. So that's really where I am with it. Um, I do want to own a home. Um, I want to own rental properties. It's just not like I was thinking about getting a rental property, um, later this year. But again, I don't, know where I'm going to be next year. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to be here at the end of the school year. Like, so I've just been taking it month by month, but I can. Just like when I um, was back home, I had the opportunity to buy. But I kept telling them, I was like, well, what if I decide to leave next month? And three months later, I decided to move to Hampton. So I did. And so that's kind of where I want to be with it. Like, if I want to up and leave. I want to be able to up and leave and just pack my stuff. I don't want to have to worry about a property or selling a property or renting a property or I just want to be out. So I would say add to that great point that you brought up. That's something I actually thought about five years ago when I bought my home. Um, I will tell you it was a situation and it's something I'm getting ready to transition. I'll possibly, if I'm, everything is right that I felt like as far as when I went to my interviews, I did three interviews just like about within the last two weeks Uh, for this job in Maryland, or D.C., I should say. So I'll be possibly renting in the Maryland area um, and still having my property here in Virginia. So um, I knew, and I kind of wrestled with it last few months. I was like, should I sell, should I rent? I was like, shoot, I might as well just keep that joker, keep it rented. Um, You know, if anything happens, whatever, I can always, you know, always pull from that one account, you know, and manage it. Uh, and having it as literally an asset that I don't have to worry about. It's paying for itself, and it's a property that I don't have to necessarily give up. Just because that, you know, we don't necessarily, things happen in life. We could be dead. We could be walking outside tomorrow, and a, and a car could hit us. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen at any given time. So I wouldn't let it, you know, on my opinion, is let anything, that you know, deter me from at least establishing something. Um, because there's people out there, as you already know, or may not know that, you know, have a property in Florida, have a property in Chicago, a property in Cali, and living in Maine, living in Vermont, living in Vegas, and managing it, or have a property manager looking out for that property, and so you don't even have to think about it. It's just about how you want to structure your life, if it's something that you want to take on. Obviously, the responsibility is out there, but I'll tell you, right now is a buyer's market. If you're looking at buying a home, um, right now is the time because of what's going on with the stock market as far as what's going on with the Federal Reserve. They cut and slash the um, the rates close to 0%, okay? What does that really mean for you is a ridiculous rates like you won't even believe, close to 3%, close to under 4%. You know, um, I would even say, hey, if you were thinking about getting a rental property, Jamila, you buy a property, maybe like $60,000, Right? You get a home on the same breath. You get a home equity line of credit or you apply for some type of home loan on top of that. 
that you could turn around and use it to fix that home back up. Maybe, maybe you only put like $20,000 worth of uh, fixing into it. Okay. Turn around and ended up uh, putting it either back on the market to sell for uh, above that price of 60,000. You just spent, well, I say total of 80,000. Um, and then you turn around and sell it for 150,000 and made profit that way doing fixer upper properties. A lot of people are doing that. Other, other side of it is maybe you keep the property, you fix it up, you made it look nice. Now you're getting some folks renting in there and you, you go tack up how much your payment is. You make your payment maybe only about if your credit is good, maybe about $600, $700. And you make that rent like their rent, what they pay, maybe like $1,500, $1,400. They do it all the time. Okay. Um, so just really about, it's really about what you really want to do when it comes down to uh, managing property like that. Some good stuff right there. Good um good tips. Um, so we went through pretty much everything that we wanted to kind of talk about tonight. Yeah. Um of course we're gonna We answer all the Q and A stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um so of course we're gonna have part two and you know, like Jamila said, we have other sections of this that we're gonna be talking about. Yes. For this month and next month. Yeah. Um, we have someone coming to talk about retirement and mm-hmm. investing. Um, we also have a realtor coming in to talk about to really get into the nitty gritty of buying a home and what their process is like um, and give us some advice for people that think that they don't have enough money to buy. Because I hear that a lot. Um, well, I just don't have enough money to buy or I don't have a savings or I don't have money for a down payment. It's plenty of plenty of programs out here that you don't need a down payment Um so, yeah, um, the realtor is going to come on and talk to us about that. So we have a lot of good things coming up to talk about money management, which is really important. Um, it's really important that you learn how to budget and money and money, money, your money and manage your <laughs> money. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we are going to skip to the wrap up because we already answered all our Q&A questions. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we did. We literally answered all of them. So we're not going to reiterate and go back over them again. Um, but, huh? No, that's, that's, that's quality right there. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> <My> damn. <laughs> um, so we're just going to get into the wrap-up and give our final thoughts, give us some advice. Tiffany's going to give us our quote. Um, I'm going to do some announcements, and we're going to close it out. So what is your final thoughts and advice for everybody? Final thought is stay up on top of your purpose. Okay. This is still 2020. This is still very early on in the year. This is the time to maximize on your financial goals. Okay. Um, as you know, you're, some of you are parents, some of you are not, some of you are homeowners, some of you are not, and that's okay, but just stay back and stick to your personal goals your financial goals where it makes sense. Think about your, go back to your vision board. Obviously a lot of vision boards are jacked up right now because of what's going on, Uh, but revisit those. Okay. Think about what I share with you um, by making sure that you, you don't forget the key thing that you are the priority as well as dominion power, as well as, you know, Chamberlain apartments or penny mag mortgage. Think about yourself also as a bill, you pay yourself first, give yourself some leg room, uh, don't let Facebook, okay, I'm really kind of well, not preaching here when I say this too, <laughs> but don't let social media be your influencer on why you should be in Miami or why you should be in Cabo. Forget that, okay? Don't do it. 
Joe Schmo doing on it. Because how they doing it, how they getting it, you don't know how they getting it. So you focus on how you getting it and do the right thing and, and strategize and be effective. That's it. <laughs> he clapped it out. <laughs> um, my final thoughts and advice. I just ever just save um, and be willing to take other people's advice um, that are doing what you want to be doing. And don't be offended if they tell you that you're not doing something that's going to get you to where that you want to be. Um, because there are people out here that are where you want to be that can give you advice and help you to get there. So just listen, take the advice, um, and save how you save, save the way that is most comfortable for you. Just because your friend is able to do something and it works for them, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Just find a saving technique that's going to work for you, that's going to be a no-brainer, that's going to be easy. If saving is a task and it's hard for you, find a way that it's not going to be hard. Um, and it's going to take some work. It's going to take some time, but I think that it'll be worth it in the end, especially when emergencies come up. Like now. Yes. Well, they've said it all. That's it. <laughs> they, all before. they said it all. So it's quote time. So I hope this quote is not offensive because I get what it's mm. trying to say. You know, when people that disclaimer mm-hmm. out, somebody's gonna be offended. But I, I've heard it before. I don't think it's offensive. But that's just that's just before. the the Virgo in me. I'm, I'm being really Tied analytical. Okay, so it says, God darn it. Baby, Jesus, baby, that. Chris? (laughs) You see how they're doing me, guys? They know I got short term memory. I'm trying to get it out. I'm going to say it anyway. So it says, you can't have a million dollar dream with a minimum wage work ethic. Mm. Stephen Hogan. Mm. So I said that because mm. the people who like to read into stuff, mm. what is he saying about people like that minimum wage? No, that's mm. not what I said. I mm. I read what, how the quote goes, and I get it. It's basically saying if you want to dream big, you want to do big things, then you have to put um forth effort. It's not mm. going to just come to you overnight, and it's not something that is going to be given to you. In order to win, you got to have a winning mentality. Yes. And last but not least, you can make money or you can make excuses. Like Chris said, you got to get out there and you got to hustle. You got to do the damn thing. You got to envision. You got to be who you want to be even before you are who you want to be. Dot, dot. Anywho, announcements. (laughs) I don't have any. (laughs) What? You had us hyped for that. I'm like... I was like, ooh. It's time for announcements. I really don't have any. I don't have anything to announce. Um... Love Jones will be whenever all this is over. <laughs> we were thinking about though doing a live Love Jones on Instagram or YouTube and have people perform like that. So that is something that Tiffany and I were talking about doing because Love Jones, if you've been keeping up, was supposed to be at the end of March, um, but it didn't work out that way. So yeah, maybe we'll do that. Um, just go live on our Instagram or either our YouTube and have people perform that way. Um, But yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Other than that, 
That's it. Uh, yeah, I don't have <laughs> That's anything. That's it. We don't have anything else. I don't else. have anything to announce. Well, we want to thank Chris for coming back on. He is one of our favorite, I want to say cast members. I've been watching too much Rolo. He's our favorite guest. I was going to say cast member. I'm telling you, this is why I don't watch Mercy TV. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you for coming. And until next time, be safe, be great. And wash your hands. And wash your goddamn <laughs> hands. And don't forget to masturbate after you wash your hands. Peace. Ew. Ugh. <laughs> Who's thinking about masturbating in the time Ew. like this? What? You people are quarantined in their house. They might need to masturbate. It's a lot of single people out here by themselves in their house, and they might need to masturbate. Don't y'all be coming for me. Well, we figured we were talking about you because... <laughs> I don't have a problem. I masturbate, you masturbate, and you masturbate. I wash my hands prior. That's what I said. <laughs> after. That's you what I said. Your, wash your hands you before you masturbate. The, the corona? What are you talking about? <laughs> I said wash your hands before you masturbate. I don't. I didn't say post masturbation. You should wash before and after. Yeah, you should. Jesus Christ, Chris, you spill ice all over the floor. I apologize. Oh, I'm gonna stop recording. I'm glad there's no stains, by the way.